All right. Welcome to another Sunday Sports Talk, where we're having another day, another day, another Sunday about sports. And every week, there's always crazy things going on in the NBA offseason. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. But I want to start with this. Why do you think companies, top companies like Amazon and Walmart and places like that and, you know, big businesses that's very successful continue continuously change like like amazon there's pretty much known for their you know their amazon website and packaging pretty much and now they have a own instead of using like uh fedex stuff like that they have a own distribution like place they have amazon has that now like they have people that they send their stuff through their own through their own company now you know and they have where well, they're about to have a grocery store called Amazon Go. Like, they're constantly innovating, trying new things, constantly changing. Why do you think that? They already are at the top of the, the top. They're pretty much at the top right now. They're almost a, they almost a trillion-dollar business. But yet, they keep changing. They keep innovating. They keep doing things different. You want to know why? Because those other companies that's below them are after them. There is no rest. When you're at the top, you don't sit still. Just because you're at the top don't mean there's others coming for you. That's just how business works. When you're at the top, you should be paranoid because everyone is at your head trying to catch you. And if you don't do anything about it, you will fall. And that's just how it works. You will fall. Like, there's no way around it. You think about the Kodak cameras. Like, you know, remember Kodak cameras? You know why they out of business? They was the top company when it came to cameras and things like that, right? But then technology came and then um, camera phones showed up and you didn't need film anymore and everything became digital. They was at the top. They're not in business no more. And if they are, they're irrelevant. Why? Because they did not change. They was where they was at the top. People was buying those Kodak cameras. Everybody knew about them. Those those Kodak cameras, everybody knew about. Them. They don't exist anymore. Why? Because they did not change, and everyone was after them, and now they're gone. Which leads me to this NBA offseason and me talking about the Golden State Warriors. Who is the top? If we're talking in a business way, this is the top company in the NBA right now. The top team in the NBA. The top organization in the NBA right now. They've been the top organization for about three years. Even though they lost to the to the Cavaliers, they are still on top. They won 73 games. And they still went after Kevin Durant. You can say, oh, you know, they couldn't beat LeBron without him. You can say that. We we just I mean, you can't you can say that, but they already did before, and they probably could have done it last year too. But a lot of circumstances happened and the Cavs came back 3-1. But they went after KD. That's innovation. That's a constant changing in your company. Like they say. Like I've read, I read something about that, about uh, business embracing constant change. You know, and it says, like, um, change creates movement. And movement can lead to new ideas, discoveries, and opportunities. Never forget, Newton, I know y'all probably, this is probably becoming more school-like, but whatever. Newton's first law says, moving objects is likely to keep moving, and objects at rest will stay rest, stay at rest 
and be acted upon. So if you want to make things happen and truly innovate, you have to keep moving. And that's what the Warriors did. And they won a championship, and now everyone's chasing the Warriors. And what do the Warriors do this offseason? They pick up, they build up that bench. They bench got deeper. They pick, they take Jordan Bell, a great defensive center. They needed one. They pick him up. They go get Nick Young. They keep Iguodala. They keep Sean Livingston. They keep their team together and added more pieces. Even though, even though they have four superstars that did not stand still, they kept innovating and changing. That's just what you're supposed to do. There's a reason why teams can have one off and that's it. There's no innovation or change. Look at the look at the Cavs. Cavs, the second top team. Why they can't be number one? They didn't innovate. They won. They had the they had the uh, Warriors number. They beat them. They took pretty much their heart out. And what they do, they didn't do nothing. They kept the band together, and now they in a thirty million dollar hole. And they can't get nobody. And what they're doing? Remember what I told you? What they're doing? They're getting acted upon. Teams are getting better. They're staying the same. LeBron likes to innovate, but he can't innovate this team. The Warriors are definitely will definitely win the championship again unless something happens. And that's through it. And that's because they keep moving, they keep changing. I wouldn't be surprised if next year they change again and do some more. They will always change. They're going to keep the goal in mind. And the goal is to say is to win a championship, stay successful, and gain profit. Simple as that. And they're doing that right now. There's other like you can go down the line on teams. You can say the Spurs didn't innovate, but technically they did. They had the same group of people, but they kept innovating the offense. It went from going through Tim Duncan. Then they started going through team uh, Tony uh, Parker. And Ginobili at a point was starting. They moved him back to the sixth man. He was better as a sixth man. He didn't start no more. They kept changing. Even when you think about it, think about it now. Pop went from a big man-based offense to a perimeter-based offense. He's grabbing more shooters because he's innovating the team to stay good. You can stick, you can't stay a hundred percent the same because you will fall. And Pop. You can, I mean, that's what Pop done. He has, he has innovated, but at the same time, he sort of still stayed through his, to his roots, which is why he haven't won a ring. He only won like one ring in like the last, what, almost 10 years? Maybe? Almost 10 years? That's just how it go. You know? You have to keep changing. You can't stay the same. Why you think the Pistons beat, why you think the Pistons beat Kobe and Shaq? At the, end, they, at the end of their run, Shaq got fat and got and just stayed put. They didn't. He didn't want to innovate no more. Shaq felt like I'm Shaq. I'm good. There's nothing else I need to do. That team got older. They didn't change nothing. They just kept getting older. That team went down. You have to innovate and change. That's what the Warriors are doing, and that's why the Warriors will stay on top. And the Cavs will eventually fall. Kyrie wanted to get traded. 
if LeBron leave, and LeBron will 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 probably leave. He will. There's a big chance that LeBron will leave. And why? They can't innovate or change anything. What have the what what have the Cavs really done since LeBron got there and got Kevin Love? They got J.R. Smith. That's a good one. And then they got Amon Shumpert, which didn't pan out. But those was those was pieces that got that team to who they are. Then they stopped when they won a ring. Nothing has changed since they won. And you can say, well, you know, that was just like a, that was just like a year ago. Yeah, you can say that. But the but the Warriors was just a year, it was not even a year ago, and they over there building up their bench. The Warriors just won we won seventy three games that year and grabbed KD. Innovation is always always key you gotta keep changing you can't stay the same you keep what's working and then you nitpick what ain't working to get me to make it better that's what you do you find new ideas and new opportunities you keep changing because like now right now as you see it the business model is the warriors that's the reason why the offseason is like it is that's the business model right now you need to pack up with stars, and you need to know you got you got to be able to run. You got to have stars. You got to be able to run because the Warriors will run. You got to be able to shoot because the Warriors can shoot. You need stars because the Warriors got four. That's what you need, and that's what these teams are doing. This is why the offseason is this crazy. If the NBA was riddled with big men, everybody be looking for centers. Point guards probably wouldn't even be first round picks anymore where they probably would be but they'll definitely be trying to look for that center now you ain't looking for centers no more back then oh if you had a patrick ewing your team was on the map the knicks couldn't do nothing but the team still was on the map why because they had a big man that's what mattered and then the bulls said no you need a guard and they grabbed jordan and jordan whooped everyone's ass for their six not even six years he pretty much was whooping ass his whole career as a guard because everybody else had centers you had Reggie Miller sticking with Michael Jordan Michael Jordan's going for 65 okay the big men they mattered they always they always mattered in the late in the 90s and 80s but Jordan showed that there's another way to do this and the center ain't always the option that's when Kobe came that's when Chase McGrady came that's when Vince Carter came that's when Allen Iverson came because we had so many guards, we had so many guards in the in the early in the early 2000s. Because that was the new move, get great guards. Then it became, oh man, you gotta get a Tim Duncan, a Kevin Garnett, a Dirk. Then when you gotta get a LeBron, a KD. Now it's you gotta get at least three, four stars. The business model always changed. It always changed. But you gotta follow it, or you're gonna be left behind. You're going to be the New York Knicks. You got to follow it or you're going to be the Knicks. Simple as that. And you know, that's another thing that needs to stop. You ever hear, I know people hear this at barbershops. You hear this at, um, you hear it at barbershops. You hear it at spots you go to. You hear it at a, a sports bar or wherever you at. You hear it when you talk sports. They all back in the day, basketball was so great. Basketball is so weak now. Back in the day, it was where it was was when basketball was fun, when it was this and that, and they was fighting each other, and they hated each other, and all these other things. 
All of that is bullshit. The whole stuff, that's bullshit. Don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm tired of you old, I'm tired of older people. Generation X. I'm tired of y'all acting like the new way of basketball is so bad. Granted, they call a lot of fouls. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But my God, in the 90s, they didn't call anything. It was a more of a free throw contest than anything. It wasn't that. It was just a fight. I could just watch boxing for that. You can't tell me that basketball today is not better than back in the day. I don't care about Magic Johnson. Look, I, Magic was great. You know, Jordan was great. I understand that. Bird was great. All them guys was great. But you can't tell me that it's better than today. You're telling me, right, that Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason and players like that is was better to watch than Giannis Antetokounmpo and, you know, I'll name Power Force, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis and Draymond Green and all these big, and you know what? I'll give you people their size. Antetokounmpo, he may not be a power forward, but my God, he's taller than them. And he's playing better than them. More entertaining than them. We're watching a point guard on the Warriors shoot 40 feet regularly. And the shot clock not even going down. He's just shooting them because he can make them. Back then, all we seen was, we couldn't even, I mean, all we really seen was hopefully a dunk or somebody was getting smacked in the face and getting slammed all day. You had Bill Lambeer. Bill, Bill Lambeer. You had him. You had uh, Bill Cartwright at center and Luke Longley at center and Dale Davis. Are you serious? Now we have way better players. So much better. We have Antetokounmpo who's like seven foot one, and he's out here running the offense. We have a Le we have a LeBron James who's like a freaking superhero robot who can just play every game for forty eight minutes and be fine for fourteen years. Like, come on, the NBA is worse off now. Players out here getting two hundred and twenty eight million dollar contracts. I think the NBA is good for the players, too. Same thing goes for football. You can say the hits was harder, but at least people ain't getting concussed now. And mug and people out here in the NFL ain't completely losing their minds for playing football and kill, halfway killing themselves. Don't give me that crap about how NBA was better, this was better. Boxing, I'll say, was better. That's what I'll say is better. I'll give you that. But no, basketball and football, I'm not giving you that. Baseball was pretty much a steroid era. Was it fun when they had when they was on steroids? Hell yeah. But hey, a lot more home runs is coming down in the MLB, but I don't talk about baseball unless Sprague's here. Sprague's is not here today. Where is he? I don't know. Should I call him? Nah, maybe after the show. But anyway, back to my point. We have to relax on that. And then y'all want to say, you know, uh, teams ain't like back in my day players didn't team up and all this and they used to want to go against each other and all that stuff okay I'm sorry I'm sorry that my generation watched a great player in Charles Barkley can't get a ring because he he couldn't go he, he had this loyalty to doing everything by himself I'm sorry 
that we seen Reggie Miller play his ass off for 20 years on one team and never win nothing. I'm sorry. We watched these players not win anything and be great. John Stockton, Carl Malone. We saw these players be great and not win. What do you expect us to do? Not learn from your mistakes? That was your mistakes. But apparently that's our fault though, right? Like, that's our fault. We make no NBA words because players playing together. Come on. Relax. Like, imagine if Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, and Scottie Pippen went up against Magic, uh, damn, I don't know, Magic, uh, some other people and some other people, some other great players. I can't think of them right now. This is kind of off the cuff. This this right here, I just kind of came to me. But imagine using, like, the great players of the 90s going against each other like that. You ain't paying to watch that. You can't wait to see that. Don't sit here and tell me in your day in the 90s and 80s, you're sitting there like, oh, man, I'm going to stop watching the NBA. How dare Magic and Bird team up and go up against Scotty and Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan? Like, how dare they? I will never look at this. What? Never. Like, don't lie. You know you would have. Like, let's not... Let's, let's please, like, grow up. Yeah, Generation X, grow up. Stop being grumpy old men. Get with the times. Things are better. Things are better. Come on now, like, look it up. Just some, like, things are a little bit better than what it is today. I wouldn't say music is. Oh, God. Looking at that Double XL uh, magazine, I wouldn't say music is. But, <laughs> y'all got us on music. But come on now. Let's not let's not act like everything is so much worse now. Like you got, and then like we look at the um, if you look at how, but I mean, I, like, okay, look, let, let me let me explain it like this. If you look at Generation X, you look at their characteristics. They're very individual individualistic, and by that I mean like they want to they they want to do like almost everything themselves, everything. They, like, when you think of gener- Generation X, they're more like, I can do this job. I can do this job myself. I don't need nobody. I'm going to do this even if it kills me. I'm getting it done myself. When millennials like me and other people like around my age, or I think a little older, I think it goes up to like 36 is the millennials. They're more like, hey, I see this job. And I see you have a job. How about we just come together and do this one job right here? And make more money or do this one job right here and get more success. That's how we work. Y'all want it all for yourself. So I understand why y'all mad people are teaming up. Because y'all, Generation X don't team up. They do everything themselves. We like to try to come together and do something. as one. This is kind of how it goes. You know, we not, we're not built like that. We're built more on togetherness. Why you think that's why the Warriors are a thing? That's why the Heat was a thing. The Celtics was a thing. That's why the Cavs is a thing. I guess you could say. That's why you. That's why LeBron went to the Heat and came back to the Cavs. More success in a better situation. Not standing in one situation and getting beat to death and then praying to God that it works anyway. That's just how we are. We're different. Okay. I guess I'll give you that. We're different. So that's my take on that. On this whole. 
old thing and you know better everything's better when it was old like back in the day and stuff like just relax enjoy what today is okay that's, that's my main point for older generation enjoy what today is young generation respect what it was okay and yeah i probably disrespected the whole 80s and 90s basketball but come on now you had charles oakley and anthony mason on the court now we have KD, Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry, and Draymond Green on the same court and same team. So, hey, you tell me who wins. Anyway, speaking of the super teams, we have seen a boom of not not too big, but we've seen we noticed like over the last few years, small market teams have been getting better and they've been having more players. And players want to go more to the small market teams than, than the big teams. Like the Celtics, Lakers, Bulls, and um, New York Knicks. Nobody was really going there. The, the big-time players weren't trying to go there. They was going to more smaller markets. You look at the teams who've been um, signing and getting traded and stuff. They wasn't going to those big teams. They was going to small market teams. But I think the super teams now... The super team era is killing small market teams because they can't afford them. They can't afford to have a super team. It's killing them. They can't afford to pay three to four superstars. They might, they probably can, they could probably pay two. That's about it. They can probably pay two, but other than that, they can't pay anyone else. It's like. What they supposed to do? You know, the super team, like the the small markets, are dying. But they will be, I should say, they will be because players they want to team up, but they can't team up somewhere small because they're not willing to take that big of a cut. They're just not willing to. And it's just it's just it doesn't work. Small market teams are headed for a downhill, and you're going to see a lot of teams fall off. A lot of them. We're going to see a lot of teams fall off. We already see Atlanta falling off. You're going to see a lot of small market teams just not being good anymore. Like, the Pelicans, I don't even think the Pelicans can afford three players. Three superstar max players. I don't even think, but then again, I don't even think uh, Anthony Davis will be staying there anytime soon. I wouldn't. I don't know why he signed that big, dumbass contract. I wouldn't. It wasn't even that big. It was more long than big, but whatever. But I do want to talk about the New York Knicks. New York. Look at the New York Times, uh, the cover of the New York Times, to see everything about New York. Everyone's so happy that, that crazy Phil Jackson, and I do think he's crazy, but crazy Phil Jackson has left the New York Knicks. Thank God he's gone. Things will get better now. We don't have to pay Noah. All Noah got paid all his money. We ain't mean to do all that. We paid Cordy Lee all his money. We've done all this other stuff. It's over now. Things will be looking up for New York. And then New York got a got a news flash that Phil Jackson's not your only problem. Cause you guys decided to pay Tim Hardaway Jr. Four years for $71 million. And Phil Jackson's not there. Y'all paid Tim Hardaway Jr. Four years, $71 million. 
I didn't even know he was going to be worth 10, 10 million. He got paid more than his daddy already in his dad's entire career in one contract. This is what y'all, like, the Knicks has a long, deep situation they got to fix. And they got to fix it fast. With him, Noah, and, and Joe King Noah with the messed up knee, I think he got like two surgeries on his knees already. And I think he took some type of enhancement drugs and all his other stuff. He can't play no more. He barely can rebound. He can't score. He can't jump. He can't run. Him and Tim Hardaway Jr., who, damn it, I didn't even know was still in the league, are getting paid together $143 million to the Knicks. From the Knicks, actually. Getting paid $143 million from the Knicks. Them are your top paid players. Once, like Other than Melo, it's them two. And then you still paying Courtney Lee. I don't know what the Knicks want. I don't know what the Knicks going to do. Unless the Banana Boat brothers just be like, you know what, let's go to the Knicks because Melo over there. If they don't do that, what is it for the Knicks to do? Because the Knicks are screwed. They're completely screwed. I don't see nobody going to the Knicks anytime soon with all, with James Dolan treating Charles Oakley like he did, which was which is sad because Charles Oakley was probably one of your best players. Charles Oakley, I want y'all to wait, 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 wait. I need people to actually merit, like, think about what I just said. Like, let's just sit and think about that. Charles Oakley. I'm not. I, I love. I love Charles Oakley. What they call him, Uncle Oak. I love Charles Oakley. Not as a player, but just. I just like him. He's cool. He's funny. I like. I like how he be going off. He just goes crazy on the players and big three on on the big three. I love it. But if you if you went down the Knicks top ten players, I think Charles Oakley is on there. That shows you the Knicks. Anyway, unless you want to go so far back that I don't even know what the hell going on. Like, all the way back to, what, 30, 40 years before I was born, then maybe you'll find some players. But we ain't really thinking that far. So, anyway. You've seen what the Knicks did, James Dolan did, with, with one of his former best players, which make a player not want to be there. You see how they run a team. You see how they're treating Carmelo Anthony. The Knicks might not be good for a very long time. They might be catching a curse, and we might not see them win or even make a playoffs for a pretty long time. I think if James Dolan don't leave that team, that team's fucked up. <laughs> like, that team, yeah, that team's fucked. It's, it's over. I don't know what the Knicks going to do from here on out, but if you got here paying Tim Hardaway that kind of money, then I... Uh, all you other players that's very subpar should probably go over there because they'll, they'll pay you a max contract even if you're just averaging 10 points a game. And then I hear that uh, Ray John Rondo, the Knicks are looking to uh, to go after Ray John Rondo, which is looking pretty good. I, I think Ray John would go there. He don't really care. He's just trying to be on the team because I feel like he's running out of time. He needs to find a team to stick to it. And the Knicks would be that team. I don't know. They, I, I don't know. I think he'll start, right? Who's their point guard? I couldn't even tell you their point guard. 
So, but so, oh yeah, it was Derrick Rose, and Derrick Rose, I think would be going to Milwaukee. If I was to, I'd go to Minnesota, but I think he goes to to Milwaukee. I don't really know what the hell he's even doing. But it's just crazy to me that you sit here and let Tim Hardaway Jr. get seventy-one million off of you. Like what? How, like what was the the negotiation? Like, you have to think that they was going to offer him. They had to like probably talk him down. If they if they asked him how much he wanted, they probably had to talk him down because seventy one million is crazy for you to just deliberately go up there and just be like, hey, here's seventy one million. That is crazy. Like like hold on, I need, I need to look up this man's stats. What is worth? Why is he getting paid seventy one million dollars? <coughs> like I, I got to see this because this is unbelievable to me. So. He's only played two years, apparently. That's what it looks like. Where's his other years at? Cause I know he was on the Knicks before. Oh shit! What the fuck is this? Oh, this that this that this that uh, this, that bullshit. I think that's that Wikipedia shit. They don't want to tell you nothing. Oh, uh, here we go. Okay. So in his career averages, he only averaged ten points a game and two rebounds. That's his career average. 10 points a game and two rebounds. In 2015, yeah, he was averaging six points a game. 2016, he was averaging 14 and two. This is not worth. And you can say, you know, he got better. He went from 10 points, 11 points. He dropped to six. Then he went up to 14. This is not worth $71 million. This isn't. If he think this is, he's crazy as hell. Because $71 million for Tim Hardaway Jr. is ridiculous. You could have gotten someone else, but then again, the way y'all treat y'all players, ain't no one trying to go there. So I guess y'all just trying to flood the bank anyway for no reason. So another thing that happened that's just apparently everybody going crazy for is Carmelo Anthony took a took a pay cut. He took ten million off his check, off his um, salary or his contract. He took ten millions off, ten million off so they can get. Uh, Sean Livingston and Iggy Dollar back. People's going crazy saying, you know, not to do million dollar deals. They'll do million dollar uh, deals for billion dollar people or something like that, which I agree with. I I agree with that. But I feel like if it's leading, if t- if it's taking ten million dollars to lead you to a championship, and I would say, okay, if you're a billionaire, how about you just pay the luxury tax? Like, why are you acting like you can't pay it? Why are you being cheap with your money but want everybody else to get cut, to cut theirs? But for me, I feel like, whatever, that's just business. That's kind of how business kind of work in the NBA. And if it works that way, so be it. And if you're winning championships, so be it. That's fine. Go for it. But it leads me to this, though. It leads me to this. Dirk Nowinski takes another pay cut as if something's supposed to change for the Mavericks. He sacrificed in his career over $194 million. For what? Yogi Ferrell? Norlis Noel? Harrison Barnes? The fuck is that? You've been... Dirk Nowinski has been taking pay cut after pay cut after pay cut just to be the 10th best team in the West. If that, maybe the 12th best team in the West. He's taking all these pay cuts. He's taking these pay cuts just so they can sign a D-League player and Yogi Ferrell and then give him an extension. You're taking a pay cut for that. You're not nowhere near winning. 
your last season is, is more than likely this year. What are you doing? You take that check and go. I don't know. And I think he did. He did. He signed for two years. So I don't know. He might be coming back for another two years. I don't know what Dirk doing. But my God, Dirk, stop taking these pay cuts. Like, what are you even doing? Like, you act like what is what is these billionaire owners, uh, Mark Cuban? What is he saving? Out of out of thing is the um is the uh, tickets going down? What is y'all going to? Is y'all merch going to uh, cost less now? Like, what are you doing? Because at the end of the day, everything's staying the same. Mark Cuban's still getting his money, but Doug Nowinski just keep taking pay cuts for what? He's not even doing nothing. The Mavericks haven't done nothing. They've been falling. Well, that's another team I was telling you about with the innovation. They won a championship. They just lost everything and did not change nothing. They just lost everything and just went back down into their hole. And that's why they have one of the most irrelevant championships of this era. It was more about LeBron choking than the Mavericks winning. And we post, and well, I just don't get it. Like, why are you taking a pay cut? What is this pay cut for? Like, you're doing, like, you're not winning anything. You're 40 years old. Just take your money and go. Like, you're wasting your own time. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, what are you doing, Dirk? Get your stuff together. Like, I understand if you was winning and y'all have a chance to go for another run of the title or something crazy like that, then you go for it. You do that, but that's not the case. Like, that's not the case. Like, get it together. Get it together. Uh, anyway. I'm thinking about stopping here. I think that was a good show. You follow me on Twitter at uh, Solex, Solex Brother. Yeah, I think that's it. Follow me on Twitter with updates, and I will be posting all my videos there, all my podcasts there. If you want to be a guest, message me. Tech, uh, hit me up on DM me on Twitter. I'll uh, probably do it, or I won't. I don't. I don't know. Depends what you got, if you got something to talk about. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much. The crazy offseason. Oh, um, here's an update. I didn't see this. Uh, Jamal Crawford got signed for two years with the with the Timberwolves. That's pretty good. That's actually very good. The Timberwolves are looking like a really good team to play with on 2K. Yeah, they sound like a re- they seem like a really good team to play with on 2K right now. I'm thinking of mm, nah. I don't want to play with them on. I mean, I play with them on 2K, but I like to do franchises on 2K. And, uh, yeah, I'm not doing it with them. I don't know why. I might just go with Lonzo Ball and Ingram. That seems really fun. But um, enough about that. You guys don't need to worry about that shit. So, oh, yeah. One more thing. James Harden. Back to that. James Harden signed four years, $228 million. Holy shit. Is Chris, is Chris Paul going to get that super match? Or I think Chris Paul told him I might not stay. And so they just said, fuck it. Because they, they paying this man damn near over half the salary that they, that's available. Which leads me to think that Russell Westbrook would more than likely stay with the Thunder to get his super match. Because my God, four years? He, that's like the most money in history. And y'all keep telling me the NBA was better back then. Man, these players, for the players, I think it's pretty good now. 
I, I think a lot of players back then would have loved to have been there, be in the NBA now for this type of money right here. Charles Oakley would have got $100 million just off that. He would have got $100 million easily. But, yeah, um, these big contracts is coming. You got Curry out here with these big contracts. People wondering why Curry didn't take a pay cut. Because Curry deserved that money. He changed the whole culture of that team. He made that team who it is today. He deserved every bit of that money. So I wouldn't have done it either. Again, don't take pay cuts for billion-dollar owners. That's like if you was at work and uh, you had um, you was at work and you making minimum wage, you making eight fifty an hour or something. No, you making nine fifty an hour, right? And then the billion, then your big billion-dollar owner from Walmart comes in and say, "Hey, sir, I'm gonna need you to uh, go down to minimum wage. We're trying to uh, hire some more people." You're gonna be like, um, "Fuck no, you're a billionaire. Fix it. Uh, figure it out." So, yeah. Same thing with these players, but if I mean, but it, but if it was another other way around, where you tell dude, "Hey, can you take a quick pay cut?" and uh, if, if you do that, I'll make you vice fucking vice president or some shit of the company. You can take a quick pay cut this year. I'll, I'll make you vice president. Okay, fuck it. And you'd be making way more than what you was making in the first place. I'm like, all right, cool. Fuck it. I'll do it. Something like that, then sure. But fuck no, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't take a pay cut. I mean, hey, KD, I'm proud of you. You took that pay cut. I don't think I'm taking a pay cut. I'll probably take five. I ain't taking no double digits in the millions though. If I'm making forty-five million, I'm not taking. I'm not gonna make thirty-five. I'll make forty. Fuck it, I make forty. If I ain't making no thirty-five. I'm already up at forty-five. Fuck that. Give me my forty. I'll do that. Split the difference with somebody with one of my other players. But anyway, that was my little random rant out of nowhere that I do at the end of these shows. This has been Sunday Sports Talk. This is me talking. And enjoy the music while I drink my water. See you next week.